been every voice you have ever heard inside your head. everyone, you're listening to the Mandalorian Podcast featuring episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. And today we are going over just a quick overview of what we thought of the new movie, The Rise of Skywalker, episode 9. Yep. I said it in a backwards order. Yep, people, whatever. People are going to already hate this episode <laughs> as it starts, but here we go. Going yeah. in. So we're we're going to, normally with like the Mandalorian show, we would kind of go chronologically through the show and talk about it. We're kind of going to be doing that a little bit, but more like kind of general talk and like ideas and themes and characters and stuff kind of randomly. So mm-hmm. we're kind of just going to wing it, but yeah, there's still so much to talk about. If we did a scene by scene thing, we'd be here for like four days talking. Yeah. And not to say we won't do that in the near future or anything like that. Yeah. We just want to get some, like, a quick overview of what we thought of the show, the movie, and the plots, and how it felt and fitted into the current um, eight other movies. So we just wanted to get our kind of our first review of this. Yeah. Um, Because we we wanted each to see at least twice. Because after the first time. It was so much. It was so, so intense. We so were so intense. in the moment. We couldn't analyze everything. But yeah. we just saw it uh, yesterday. Um, for a second time. For a second time together. And it was, this story was a lot more clear. We could, we understand what was going on a lot better. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're more equipped to talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, overall, we we love it. We, I, I love it. I I don't know. I haven't ranked it. Yeah, I know it's it's gonna be in the top half for sure. I think yeah. it's still gonna be one of my favorite ones as time goes on. I just I think there's so much depth and so many details in this episode that um, the more we watch it and the more we analyze it, the more I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah. So I think it could potentially be you know for sure you know top three. But do you, you think it'll be your favorite one? It could be. And we don't we don't want to start ranking stuff now because that's a whole another podcast. That's a whole other episode. But we really we really liked it, especially the second time through. And I definitely enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Through. Yeah, I think if you were hesitant or like you didn't enjoy it as much as you wanted to the first time, hundred percent, go back, go watch it again. It's worth seeing a second time. Also. Just give Disney more your money. Yeah. Whatever. The more money you give them, the more content they can push out. So and the more money we can get. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not really kind of. But yeah, I think the second time through was a we, I was able personally to acknowledge the movie as a movie and not as like what I wanted from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. first time we I wanted answers. I wanted solutions. Yeah. And that was the issue, I think, overall viewing Eight was I wanted those answers, I wanted the solution, I never got that. Yeah. And now I feel like also I can analyze eight. I need to watch eight again. Yeah. I don't know if I have two hours to spare for that, but I want to watch eight eight again to 
maybe I will enjoy it more. Yeah, and so knock on wood that. And so, if you listen to our our Mandalorian podcast, we've kind of hinted at us hating episode eight and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if you, especially if you listen to our hopes and fears episode, yeah, um, we, which I do think you should go listen to that and then come listen to this episode. Yeah, and so we were we Andrew and I just hate episode eight, and I've said in the past that like as I've watched it more, it's gotten better. With time, but and as I watch it more, I hate it more. <laughs> but. but what is great about um, the rise of Skywalker is, I think it makes Episode Eight better because it builds upon it. Yeah, and um, there's always these rumors before the movie came out that, you know, first people were saying J.J. Abrams was like, no, he's not retconning anything. He's he's just taking it for what it is. Others were saying no. After the movie came out, everyone was like, no, he just did a complete like redo of like things just to like screw over and forget about yeah. it. Well, and even my first viewing of nine, I said that I said, so what do you, what this is, is you watch seven, you skip eight and you watch nine and that's all you need. But after watching it for the second time, I realized he didn't actually just like spit yeah. in the face of Ryan Johnson. Like he, he actually took a lot of what he did and just went with it. And he he definitely did build the only consistent character I feel like throughout this entire series is Ben Solo. This is what I like to call him. But Kylo Ren. I think he's a very consistent character and character develop. And like episode eight developed his character a lot in ways I didn't want him to. But then after the solution that we got in episode nine, I enjoyed his character. Yeah. And I feel like if I go back and watch eight again, I'll enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, with, with Kylo Ren, he has a very straightforward, uh, storyline, very mm-hmm. s- simple idea. Like he's just a guy that, Turn to the dark side, and he wants more and more power. He's hungry for power, yep. and he wants to be in control, and he wants to be like Darth Vader. And then in this movie, um, I I don't I'm hesitant to use the word a redemption story. Like, I, yeah, I don't I don't want to give him a redemption. Yeah, story. It, and we'll talk about that later more in depth. But his story, I'm happy the way it ended. Yeah, because I didn't want a redemption story with him. Nope. But even though he. It, kind of like a redemption like i was happy with how his character ended yeah and and so taking that like from ryan johnson like what he did with episode eight um he built upon what was already established with kyle ren and jj mm-hmm. abrams didn't try and retcon anything he didn't try and change anything he just accepted okay eight is what we have it's canon forever yeah. and so rather than trying to trash it I'm going to treat it with a respect where we can expand upon some certain themes and ideas and hopefully fans will learn to appreciate episode eight better. And I think with time fans will accept that more and more. Yeah. Well, I mean, even for myself, I'm accepting it a little bit more and more. So I think people will. And especially for the newer generation, they loved eight. Like, the little kids love eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just don't know any better. (laughs) I mean, but in the sense... We loved episode one, and we didn't know any better either. Yeah. And I still love it. I mean, I have a Jar Jar toy right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
as much as everyone hates Jar Jar, I, as an adult, I hate Jar Jar more. But as a kid, <laughs> I love Jar Jar. It yeah. was like a f- really cool character. So not every Star Wars mo- movie has to be for diehards. Right. But it definitely helps. And it helps that J.J. acknowledged what he, what, like you said, like that movie was made. It is number eight. You can't take it back. I mean, as much as people voted and writ <laughs> petitions and wanted them to take it back, you can't. And I mean, you can, but they won't. And so just go with it. And like, we trusted JJ and I think JJ performed. And the thing is, he did well with what he had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have criticized that, that the Rise of Skywalker is, is like a, some, some people just hate this movie. Like if you go on YouTube, some people yeah. just hate it. They think it's terrible. And I don't even, understand. Even if it was terrible, with what JJ had to work with, it came out the best it could. Yeah. In my opinion. It was very first take, a little choppy. Yeah. A little fast. Well, it was a nonstop movie. There's it not was a lot of time. Nonstop. Yeah. It felt, but it felt Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I understand the complaints too about Palpatine's lair and like how like bright and like those. That's where you could get seizures, kids. Don't go watch it if you're prone to seizures. Apparently. Yeah. But like, I understand that, but it still felt like. It felt like dark Star Wars. Yeah. It felt good. I've always wanted more darker things. Like, I like... Mm -hmm. One reason why I love Rogue One so much is because it's darker. And they all died. And they all died. And that ending with Vader is, like, the best scene in all of Star Wars. Like, you cannot deny that. And so... That's the best thing. When they're running for their lives, they're trying to shut that door. Oh, my Lord. And (laughs) it goes directly into the best Star Wars movie, A New Hope. It's just so good. So good. So, it's... It was a very different tone than all the other Star Wars, and um, but I it still felt like yeah, it was Star Wars. Still Star Wars. I I just think that what J.J. Abrams had to work with and what he had to do, he had to bring an end to the Skywalker saga after mm-hmm. what people would make consider to be the worst Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. and he knew he had to do fan service, but not do so much fan service where it was corny. Yep, and I think he did that well, and um. There's a review. Yeah, there's a review. All right. See you later, <laughs> See guys. You. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, but but we could probably just start talking more about this the plot um more. Um. So it starts out in the crawl that that Palpatine is back and he's transmitting a radio. There's a voice across the galaxy. Yeah. And so if you listen to our our prediction episode, um, we were hoping that we weren't going to be introduced to Palpatine right at the beginning because we wanted to discover Palpatine with the characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Which we did. Or in the movie. And we did, but we were still told, right, the opening crawl, Palpatine's alive. Like, yeah. And, and so, like, I, I was kind of disappointed by that, but... When you read that crawl for the first time, what was your reaction? I, I was a little disappointed because, like I said, I wanted to discover Palpatine with the, t- the, the, the characters. Even if it was 10 minutes in, mm-hmm. they received this... this or we heard it. They 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 heard the the first transmission from Palpatine over the radio, like, and we learned that with the characters, with with Leia there, or with Ray there, hearing mm-hmm. this, that would have been, I think, better, just because we would have discovered it with them. Even though if you've seen the trailers, you knew Palpatine was back. But yeah, yeah, I think 
JJ was in such a tough spot. And, like, clearly from the written between Force Awakens and this last movie, there was no point. Like, they weren't going to bring Palpatine. I don't know. I think Disney said, oh, yeah, it was Palpatine all the time. They're going to say that, but that's (laughs) not what was happening. It was too choppy for that to be the the real thing. Maybe. But, you know, even after Episode 7, everyone was pretty... Not everyone, but a a major theory on whose Ray's lineage was that she was a Palpatine, and so that was a yeah, major thing. And you know, one of the reasons was because when she was fighting Kylo Ren, she would go straight forward with her saber, just like Palpatine, Palpatine did. And so that was early on. People were making those theories, and so part of that it is a theory, though. I feel like a lot of people forgot. Yeah, especially after episode eight when everyone said, or when Kylo was like, they were no, you were no for nobody. One. Which I didn't believe that for five seconds. Well, I wanted to believe that because, like, who were Obi-Wan's parents? Who was Yoda's parents? No. Like, nobody cares. We don't need to know that. No, I did not want to believe that. Okay. Because of how powerful she was in the Force, she needed to be related to one of the original. Just give it to us. And they gave it to us. Yeah. And at first when we found out, like... When we found out who her lineage was, that word is a lineage, little, a little tonguey. Um, when we found that out, I was like, I didn't love it. I wanted her to be a clone. I really did. I was, I, and I think more because that was my prediction. That was what I called. That's what I wanted the whole time. I wanted Baby Yoda to somehow show up too. Oh gosh! Like I just wanted that <laughs> clone theory to be a thing so bad that I, I, I was like, nah, I guess. Well, there, there is still cloning things I mean, because Snoke was is. technically a uh, creation where yeah, it was an experiment of Palpatine because we see in that opening. Mm-hmm. When we see the Emperor for the first time, we see all the heads and we see like, bodies. like yeah bodies of other Snokes that he tried to make. Mm-hmm. And so, do you, are you under the impression that that was a clone? Are you under the impression that that was like a puppet? Because there's like a couple different takes throughout that people are taking with this, and I was just wondering what your take is as far as Snoke. Yeah, I think that because we don't really. We get either Sith magic, cloning. Like those are like the words that uh, the guy from Lost slash oh the little Dom- Hobbit. Dom- is it Dominic Monahue? That yeah, name? that's those. These are words that he says in the movie. So I'm just curious what your well, take I, I, is. I think I think there's a good chance that Snoke at one point was an actual person mm-hmm. that might have been force sensitive, and. Um, Palpatine cloned him multiple times to, to maybe make him stronger or somehow to keep him as a puppet. And so... I think... So he was... Because there was multiple bodies left over in the, the water, the containers, basically, we know that there was some sort of cloning that he was doing with yeah. Snoke or Snoke's species or whatever because we don't really know much about Snoke other than now that it was... Palpatine was controlling him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's interesting because I think, like we said before in the predictions, there had to be a way where Palpatine was involved the whole time through all this stuff. It wasn't just him popping up. No, and like they said that he was 
Well, he, well, he said that he was behind everything. Behind, he was a voice in Kylo Ren's head from the beginning. Yeah, from the very every, every voice you've been hearing, and it was interesting because you hear Palpatine's voice, you hear Vader's voice, but then it was like was it a couple other voices that he heard. Two that like, I didn't recognize. Well, there is a Snoke voice in there. There was. Yeah. And was there a, a fourth one? People are predict saying that there is, but I think it's still Palpatine. Because I want, I bet when when it comes on Blu-ray and they do like subtitles, they'll say mm. the name of who says Vader said it, Snoke said this, and then. Well, and and speaking of why I think they had no idea that they were gonna bring Palpatine back, I honestly think that Palpatine is a George Lucas. When they went to go recut, George Lucas like, just do this. No. Dude, I really think so. And this is why. Because you can buy the um, the visual guide from Rise of Skywalker, and there's not anything in it about Palpatine. There's not one picture of him. There's nothing about him at all, which is very Did weird. Did you get this? No, no, I don't have it, but I, I've seen it. And even other um, podcasts, I'm not going to mention their names because I don't want to lose followers. Um, <laughs> they've talked about this on their recent episodes about how it's really weird that there's no Palpatine in the visual guide. Yeah, but the visual guide would have been created a long time after most of the movie was already made. But but even JJ like said like the last cut was like made like the day before he went on tour. To like, oh, I like did the hear night it. show and stuff. Like I, he said, he just finished. Well, I did hear that there were, and there's no way they can print a visual guide within a week, right? But I'm saying, there's no way that they would, there was a cut of the movie where With Palpatine this. wasn't in it. When they wrote the mm, when they wrote the movie maybe. episode nine, yeah, they yeah. had to have had him in mind from the beginning, and I'm sure there's a reason why they didn't have Palpatine yeah, in the book. Maybe they're afraid of leaks. Maybe, yeah, yeah, that's true, but. And they've said that only like three out of the cast members knew that Palpatine was there. It was like Palpatine, Ray, and Kylo Ren were the only people in cast that actually knew that Palpatine was alive. Yeah, well, but but people re- referenced him though, and throughout the movie. No, well, I yeah, but I'm saying in the beginning. Oh, in the, the beginning. beginning. Okay. That's why I don't. Maybe not a whole George Lucas wanted to like George Lucas added or whatever. But I really think it was a very like it wasn't fully planned out to this con- like it wasn't something that they were gonna do in the beginning. I guess we'll never know. I guess we won't know, but that's just what I think. Cause it doesn't seem like it was f- it kind of seems a little forced. Yeah, cause I, I I knew you could tell that they were still trying to to piece do, together piece everything together and make the fans happy and everyone mm-hmm. loves Palpatine because he's a great villain yeah and and like honestly like at the end of episode 8 our two villains were pretty nah we had what Kylo and <laughs> Hux that's all we had yeah <laughs> which do you, like we're all over the place right now in this podcast but do you did you like Hux's beginning and end in this episode, this episode. I, I think they really underutilized Hux in this movie. I, I do too. And like I I liked Hux in the other movies. He was I, a fine Hitler. Like he was fine. Yeah, I he wasn't a scary guy, but even in episode eight, Snoke is like he's just a a, a tool a tool that I can use mm-hmm. to my advantage. And like 
I like that that aspect of the character where he thinks he's more powerful than he really is. Yeah. But that's true. Like this episode, you know, he he's in there for like two minutes of the whole movie. I wouldn't even give him that long. That's pretty long. Yeah. I, I saw more of him in the Rise of Resistance as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge yeah. than I did in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so I think they could have really um, used him because he, he was a spy that was le- giving away secrets to the, the Resistance. And I think he could have done more, even if he sacrificed his life. Yeah. That would have been better rather than just him trying to fake it and then they the uh general pride or whatever was like just, just shot, shot him because he knew right away and so um i don't know i think it would matter if he sacrificed himself so that you know ray and them could get away or if he escaped with them and fought with them mm-hmm. in some way that would have been like it would have been cool if he would have been Instead of the, him just letting them go, if he actually would have like took them to their ship and then somehow got shot. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been a better ending. So I, th- I, th- I just think they could have used more of him. But but in the same time, like he said, he said he didn't care who wins. He's like, he I don't care did. that you if you win, I need Kylo to lose. Yeah. And so this is so like him fully joining the rebels or whatever. What is there resistance? Resistance rebels, whatever. Like it by him fully joining them, he would still lose because he still wouldn't, right? Be because he just wants control. Yeah. Of the first order. But it's just interesting. Like, if Kylo Ren dies, like who would become the new supreme leader? Because I don't think Hux would have been second in command. But he wanted to be though. He wanted to be, but like, and that's how. That big cliffhanger, did Snoke actually die or whatever? Like, or was Kylo going to fully turn at the end of that last movie, episode eight? I was like, there's no way. Because what? We have Hux. Like, our big villain is Hux. <laughs> like, that's how I knew it wasn't like yeah. he was still going to be bad. Because our big villain was Hux at the end of the day then. Yeah. And Hux is not a big villain. So, I just think, I think maybe JJ just overall saw that Hux is not that intimidating of a character and that the, he just wanted him to just kill him. Like, do you, did you have a bunch of people cheering when he, they found out that he was the, I I don't remember. I had a bunch of people freaking out and so happy. I was like, I don't care yeah. about it. Maybe there was some, a little bit of cheering or clapping, but nothing like big. Like literally the people in front of me stood up and clapped. And oh like, gosh, calm down. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, he's fine, but he's not stand up and clappable moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but right. opening night's a different beast, man. I tell you. Yeah. I went to opening night and when, you know, Lucas film thing popped up, everyone was cheering. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, shut up, calm down. <laughs> Opening night's a beast when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, people were reading it and, like, whew, like making noises. And, like, I was, like, I mean, I was, too. I was, like, I went from, like, sitting back in my chair to, like, on the edge and just, like, look, watching the movie. Because I also didn't want the people next to me asking me questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. Anyways, back to the beginning of the movie-ish. Yeah. And so, um... Uh, so Kylo Ren, okay. First of all, Kylo Ren finds a wayfinder, and so he's he's killing all these people on and getting there, and he finds the wayfinder. And so if you look at the 
hear about the the, the visual guide. Mm-hmm. He's actually on Mustafar, and he collects that wayfinder from the 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 rubble of Vader's castle. Mm-hmm. So Vader had this wayfinder. So Vader probably knew of Bentu, or at least knew of Exegol. Exegol, where Palpatine was. Yeah. Which is which is and Exegol is the Sith planet. It's a Sith planet, yeah. And I think it's a funny or not funny, but like a cool idea is um the only way you can get to Exegol is with this device. And it's so it's impossible to find. And Luke went, said he went to Octu, which is the hardest place in the galaxy to find. So this is the two opposite ends of the spectrum. They mm-hmm. both went to an impossible place to find. Which is also another like thing that JJ respected um he definitely respected um Ryan Johnson's thing because he kind of did the same thing when it comes to like that part you know like he created Exegol and kind of made it so that Luke character was even less hated I don't know what you're saying (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) I think because you know, X or whatever, wherever Luke was, right? Octu. I think a lot of people didn't like that plot point of how he was like hit hiding. Oh. Like Luke was like hiding and stuff like that. So to have Palpatine in like the same situation, in a sense, like he's been in hiding ish. Hiding, but he was also doing something yeah. to move forward where Luke was kind of not. He gave up. Yeah, but it just, for me, it just kind of like was okay, like making it. So that it was kind of similar, I guess, yeah. and more oh, relatable, a parallel, between... a parallel between both worlds. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but then again, JJ kind of made up the first one in the first place anyway, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's all choppy. That's yeah. what happens when you don't write all three movies At planned it out. Yes. Yeah. And so with this, we're still on the first five minutes of the movie, but Palpatine reveals his Sith fleet, mm-hmm. and there's hundreds and hundreds of these new star destroyers that can kill a planet and the biggest problem i have with the movie is why this fleet wasn't used 30 years earlier or earlier at any point because if 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 vader had a wayfinder and knew about extradrol then then he knew what was being built there yeah but maybe it wasn't ready yet I just feel like that and I fleet think that was this, so big. There's no way it wasn't usable 30 years prior because there's no way you could build all of that in 30 years. I mean, you could. You know how fast they built the Death Star? Well, right. it, well it took 19 or over probably 20 years to build the first Death Star. Second Death yeah. Star took a couple years. And that's why I think Palpatine has been planning this thing for a while for sure his exegol backup plan plan b i'm saying his his thing was so powerful these ships were so powerful and so numerous it's also very flawed you just hit the bottom of it and blows up well yeah but same with the death star you shoot down one tube and that wasn't his planning though that was the planning yeah the designer on purpose everything yeah but even in in like episode one, Kid Anakin flies into the separatist ship. Oh yeah, he's not good at planning. Blows ships. up <laughs> one little thing and it blows up the whole thing. His designers are. And so like when you're out to get them, when you're 
attacking a a main power source or something, yeah, it's, it's going to destroy your whole ship. It makes yeah. sense. I just think that this giant fleet, even if he had like a hundred of them, a hundred of them, it's enough. How much do you think there were? There had to have been at least 500 of those things. There's a lot. And, and every time I'm like, oh, there wasn't that much. And I go watching it. I'm like, dude, that was a lot of ships. Yeah. And so it makes sense why they're all in Exegol, though. I feel like he had all those other Sith people there building all these ships. Possibly. And it's just, and maybe he was planning on coming out earlier, but then he thought that Kylo Ren was going to take over and then it would have been fine. And like in, in like the beginning of this movie, we got Kylo Ren not trying to find Palpatine, but like trying to hunt and kill Palpatine, which is a very interesting take. Yeah. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked that they, instead of like making them think that you're going to see two best friends, like you're seeing that he doesn't respect Palpatine because that was the fall of his grandfather. And he, even throughout the movie, he still wanted to kill Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And so, because he's like, I have my own plans. And he wanted to, yeah, which, he wanted to rule with Ray. Did you, and I guess that's our, uh, him and Ray, I don't, uh, stress me out, but I think that was like probably part of the situation with why Ray, like why he wanted Ray so bad is to just be with her there. Cause he couldn't beat her. So he's like, well, if I can't beat her, I'm going to join her or have her join me. But I don't know why he th- could think that Palpatine wouldn't r- figure that out. And it just shows you how blinded he is and how sure of himself is that he still thinks that he can. Because that was the first lines, right, in this movie that he was like, well, I beat Snoke before. I can beat you. Like, yeah, like he still like had that much faith in himself throughout this entire movie that he can still be Palpatine and become. Now, now the detail, though, about this Palpatine said. I have died once before. Mm-hmm. So, are we assuming that his he was just resurrected by his followers? I think so. I think that's what we're supposed to get. And maybe that's also why he didn't release the ship. Because he was dead? <laughs> he was like halfway dead, slash trying to figure out how to get um, Ben to be on his side. So he can put his spirit in him. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking also, uh, after right after we saw the movie the second time, um, you know, Palpatine, he has a lot of premonitions of the future. Yeah. We see this a lot in the, you know, in the films, and we see it in the, in like Clone Wars a little bit and stuff, where he's, he sees a, a picture of the future, and he's trying to move towards that. Yeah. And so we're kind of guessing that, we're just gonna assume that he wanted, he knew that Ray was going to that Ray existed as and it was his granddaughter, and that she had um, the potential to be Empress Palpatine, mm-hmm. and he Palpatine knew that if he had if he sends Kylo Ren to go kill her somehow that's he's gonna fail and uh, uh, Ray is gonna end up on Exegol, or he knew that his affatuation with Ray is so strong. That he wasn't going to actually be able to kill her and bring her back. 
to Exegol so that he can actually control her. Yeah. And so so he's, he it's like a, he's putting things into play so that an outcome is is revealed, but he doesn't know exactly how it works out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when Yoda was talking to Anakin after Anakin had a dream. You know, Yoda's like, premonitions of the future are hard to interpret. They can be what you make it to be. And Yeah. Like, he could see that there's evil in Anakin, but not enough to say that he was going to turn bad. Right. And so that's the the, the ideas of, you know, these premonitions of the future. You don't know how it's going to play out exactly. Yeah. But Palpatine, you know, he he seemed like he was very well trained with that, where he knew that he could do a self-fulfilled prophecy in a sense where if he moves the chess pieces in a certain way, things would happen. And I think that's what had to happen with with this exegel and this fleet that he figured if he built this fleet secretly and he revealed it, you know, at a certain point, Ray would show up and he could try and seduce her to become the new Sith that would rule the galaxy. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know if that was going to work out. Empress Palpatine. Empress, or, Empress Palpatine. Which when... Uh, when he said that the first time, I got chilled. I got, I like that, dude. I was like, dang. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really like that. The only redemption that. story I feel like with Kylo Ren that would have been a full redemption is if she did turn bad. Yeah. If we got like a Game of Thrones outcome. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, but, but <laughs> like if she she switched to 100% bad. And she was going to, she started cutting up people. She killed Poe and Finn. Like, they went that far. And then, he, and then yeah, that would have been dope. Well, okay, but speaking that. of her turning bad, when she goes to the throne room, like, mm-hmm. on, on the Death Star, in the ruins, mm-hmm. and she goes to get the, the Wayfinder, mm-hmm. and she fights her evil self, is that supposed to be just, like, what, who is she fighting? Like is that she is she just having a vision? Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's like the vision that Luke had when he was fighting Darth Vader, and then the helmet breaks. And you think that's what him. that was? Yeah, it's like the same thing. Because with, but on on Dagobah, where Luke went, Yoda was like, "There's you know darknesses in there, like the dark side of the Force is active in there, or whatever." It's like, it would make sense that it's like a forced area. Well, could, I feel like Palpatine's throne room is a dark force area too. I don't know, I just feel like that those force it's areas are like thing. more naturally occurring, not manufactured. Uh, I feel like when anywhere Palpatine touched is Malipia. It's like our current president. I'm just kidding. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just it's very it's very uh I think because Palpatine was there once, there's evil there. And there's gonna be evil there. Okay. I feel like because she stepped in that room, she could see a potential future of herself. And and like you were saying earlier, like yes, it could happen, but we don't. You don't know, like how Yoda was saying to Anakin, like there's bad, but like you, it's up to you to figure out how to do it. And like that was kind of what it was. Like she could, she was seeing herself and it was up to her to make sure that didn't come true but she, that she was so afraid she was pretty afraid that, that was going to happen yeah and that's why she didn't want it she was trying to run away and she did run away she found that planet we saw two two of your favorite kind of birds 
Didn't you, you, we saw two of your oh, favorite birds? P- porgs? Yeah. Oh, I don't care about porgs. I hate porgs. <laughs> I'm indifferent to, about them. But anyway, so we're still in like the first five minutes of the film. Oh yeah. <laughs> but so, so. Let's add to the to one of the more of a theme idea or of the movie. This the the force connection between Ray and Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. So this is used throughout the film, mm-hmm. and we see that you know even at the be- towards the beginning when she's running the training course. Yep. You know, there's a connection there, and she's unable to to deal with the the little ball droid that's shooting blasters at her. Like she can't concentrate and she can't block because. She's being distracted by Kylo Ren. Yep. And it, so this, the first time I watched it, I thought Kylo Ren was controlling the ball droid. Oh. But the second time, I was like, oh, wait, no, she's just being distracted at the moment. Yeah. Because she says that when she goes back, she's like, I didn't finish the course, and she's talking to, to Leia. Leia. She's like, I got distracted. I'm like, okay, so he wasn't controlling it, but she was just distracted and couldn't block. But... So that was like the the first connection in the movie, and throughout the movie they're always connecting. You know, when they go to that that Burning Man celebration or whatever yeah, in the yeah, desert, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're talking to each other, and you know, he grabs the necklace and rips pulls it, it off. Yeah. Like that was so. I really like that scene because in the in episode eight, you know, when it's that rain scene when they're mm-hmm. when they connect. Uh, Kylo's hand was wet. Up, was wet. Yeah, and we were like, "That's crazy! How is that possible?" And then this adds upon it where they can, or how like move objects. Anakin brought that that dice. Oh, you mean Luke? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Luke brought the dice, and that was that was a weird thing about that movie because that was not actually there, but it, it stayed there after he died until it dissolved away, which is weird. I don't get that. I feel like it's like the same though, right? No, because the necklace that Kylo grabbed was a physical necklace that stayed wherever it was. Well, that but necklace was stayed. This Those dice though in episode 8 were not real though. Because it dissolved in Kylo's oh, hand. Oh, yeah. So what I didn't understand is why it dissolved away in Kylo's hand mm. m- minutes after uh, Luke is gone. So I didn't. I didn't really because he didn't control it anymore. Yeah, but he was already dead. It should have disappeared with Luke. When Luke disappeared, uh, the timing th- is. It's. It, I. I didn't. I didn't really understand that point. But anyway, I was just building upon the the force connections from episode eight. I think was the best. Yeah. Part because a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. And he still went with it, and because. He just did it. Like, I didn't like the first first grab, the necklace grab. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Really? When I first viewed it, no. Because I don't, I didn't want him to, a part of me deep down inside didn't want him to acknowledge eight at all. But, <laughs> but because he did and the way he did it and viewing it for a second time, it made me appreciate it and I was okay with it. Okay. But my first view and I did not really enjoy it as much. Like, I didn't hate it, hate it, but I also, my, when he grabbed it and it, he had it in his hand and he was able to figure, like, scan it and figure out where it, I was like, come on. Is Ryan Johnson in the seat next to you making this movie? <laughs> like, I was like, uh. But then 
after viewing it the second time, I I liked it more. I still I don't love it, love it, but I'm I I'll tolerate it. Like yeah, I don't know. I I, I really like it, especially um you know at the end of the film when mm-hmm. they pass the lightsaber. Like that's just is this foreshadowing yeah. that ability, and I that was just a great yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's foreshadowing, and it's like showing you what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah, which I would have never guessed they were gonna do that anyway. No. But it was when re- going back and looking at it, it, just makes the film so much better because it's it's so, showing the foreshadowing, it's showing the growing of what the potential of these force connections can be used for. Mm-hmm. Um, Jumping over the all over the place. Did you like? Did you not predict that scene? That when she put that behind her head, I I didn't know what she was gonna do. Oh, I totally I was, knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> I, because I'm not good at predicting things. In, yeah, you in, said that before, but you did predict that Mandalorian episode, and I didn't. Oh, with the the detonator, yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was like the first time in my entire life I accurately <laughs> predicted something that was gonna happen in a show as I was watching it. But I I can't. I, I was just so in the moment, like 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 so intense scenes, like I. I didn't know what to think. I was just yeah. sitting there waiting for everything to happen because I didn't want to try and think. I just wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And so when she passed the lights, I was like, when it happened, I was like, that's so cool. Like, it was sweet. I liked it. And then he, he grabs it and just starts killing the Knights of Ren. And mm-hmm. she has her other, pulls out her other, Leia's lightsaber. And yeah. I, it was it was great. And so I, I really like, and then when they had that lightsaber battle, well, they're each in their own mm-hmm. spot. Like that was so cool. It was really sweet. I I really like that. They they can't see their environment, but they're they're fighting. They're doing lightsaber battles, and then it was cool when, um, sh- I think Ray, um, sliced something in Kojima, and those red beads fell into yep. her, her realm. Yeah, and I was like, this is so cool. And then, then she knocks Vader's helmet down and it lands in his yeah and that's how she he figured out where she was because he's like oh that's part of my throne room you're in yeah you're in my office and i wonder so after that scene did he pick up vader's helmet and take him with him or did he just leave it there probably picked it up knowing (laughs) him i mean he found it i mean somehow he got a hold of it i've always wondered how he got it you just went to endor sure that's a thing yeah well, let's go with that. That's a good idea. Well, if you watch uh, Blind Waves on YouTube, they did a fan film, and it's about Kylo Ren finding that. Oh, really? And so it's like it's a lightsaber thing, but he goes to Endor to track that, mm. and he fights a random Jedi. I didn't really say who he is, but there's a Jedi there like guarding, and so Kylo. It's really good. It's a really good. Fan is it film. legit? Yeah, it's really good. And so it's like Star Wars. Uh, I'm not going to mention that person's name. I don't want more people to... I don't know. They're not like that. But he, they did the fan film where like, they filled in the plot of how he found the helmet. Mm, you and should go it, check it out. It's really good. Go check it out, guys. Blind they're Lave. not sponsored by this episode, though. Yeah, Blind Lave, they're my favorite YouTube channel, and they have really good Star Wars stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, anyways, we were so over, all over the place. Yeah, okay, so they... So, yeah, just... You know, the Force connection that is probably my favorite part of the whole movie is them expanding upon the Force connection between the two and how they're able to use that so cool. Yeah. And so, um, so the main, the main idea of the whole 
movie is Ray is trying to to track to find Exegel. Mm-hmm. And so they find out she's like, oh, I remember reading in the these Jedi books this Wayfinder thing that the Sith like. So obviously, thousands and thousands of years ago, Exegel existed as a Sith planet, and the yep. Jedi knew about it. Yeah, and so it was in Luke's book. But then, isn't that the book that Luke was like had? That was because he was also searching for Exegol, too, though. He was, yeah. So, so, but I think those those books though were from those Octu. were the books that were in Octu that Ray took out of the tree before. So he probably maybe Yoda some of those it. maybe some of those books were his Luke, personal n- journals. Luke already had them, and he just added them to that thing or something, which is kind yeah. of confusing because because if he's searching for the Wayfinder, but if those books were already on Octu before he got there. Talking about the Wayfinder, it's kind of confusing. I wonder if Luke couldn't find Vader's castle. It's possible. But he was able to interact with that guy who had it. The other one. Because there's only two Wayfinders. Right. Vader had one. Or we assume Vader had one. It was on that planet. Yeah. In that chest. And then in the throne room on the, the Death Star. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's interesting. Did you like the dagger? It was okay. I When I was watching it with you, I was like, Goonies. Goonies. Yeah. Stupid. Okay, so, because that's my thing. Because that dagger is older than Exegol, right? Or no? I don't know. I, I want to say that... It was very weird that that dagger had the exact rock formation. But it was not even rock formation, right? It, it was, was like wreckage. the de- wreckage. So that doesn't make any sense. Well, I want to say... Unless they had that dagger in that one dude who I, killed... Ray's parents. Ray's parents I, I can't, put it on. I wish I could remember his name. I can't. It's like Oshi, Is it Oshi or something? Oshi something? something. And know. he had that thing behind his head too, that metal thing. That was like... Um, oh, Lobot? Mm-hmm. Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Because even when you see the skeleton of him, that metal okay. circle thing is still there. All right. So he must be like a Lobot or something. So he was trying to find a Wayfinder? Or yeah, he, he was... Or was he, he just trying to find Ray? He was trying to find Ray because Palpatine wanted him. Wanted her. Right. But I'm, I'm confused on... How that story and Luke trying to find a Wayfinder. Because Luke was trying to find him because he had the second Wayfinder. Or he had the dagger or like the way to get the second Wayfinder. I don't know. That's why we need to watch it a third time. (laughs) Yeah. Because somehow they both end up on that desert planet. And that's what I'm confused about. How they both got there. Because him getting on that planet is after Ray has been dropped off. Yep. And he dropped off Ray. No, no, no. Her, her parents. Oh, parents dropped died. her off on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Wait. So okay. So that that ship is was 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 Ray's parents' ship. Yes. And so that that. 
hunter guy tracked that ship to that planet. And that's where... And then he stole... I don't know. I'm confused by that. That part of the story. He killed both of them. Yep. So that ship... So in Force Awakens... In Force Awakens, we see in Ray's vision that that ship ship leaving. Mm Mm-hmm. Which did you ever when you saw that ship right away? Did you catch that right away? Well, I, I knew no in the, tra- the trailer, the original trailer, we see that, that ship, ship going in. Uh, at first, I recognize it, and then as I was watching YouTube reactions, people talking about it, like that's the same ship. They're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Oh, really? I didn't. Even so know. I knew that ahead of time that they were gonna come across that ship. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just confused about that storyline. Yeah, so I think he killed him with the dagger. Okay. And he was just trying to hunt her down the whole time. And so, like, they dropped her off and then went to that other planet. And then they pretty much told him that they didn't know where she was or she was gone. And then they, he killed both of them. And then he was planning to leave and then he got stuck in that hole. Okay. That's what my take was. That's what, that makes sense. Like as standalone. So, I think maybe as with that dagger had, like, the etching of, like, wreckage... To notify that's where that thing was was like a third map. In a sense, what I don't know, I'm confused. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, don't I still know. understand how how it's just it was randomly that he that they're on that Luke and Lando went to that same Luke and Lando were trying to find a wayfinder and it brought mm-hmm. him to that planet. Yeah, and then also that guy ended up on that planet after he killed Ray's parents somehow. I think it's I I must have I think I've missed something in the movie that explains that better. Oh, and so I'm just confused on that. Yeah, now that you say that, I don't. I have to I have to Wikipedia it and go watch the movie, guys. Yeah, for more than once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, this, like, but as we're mentioning this and talking like this, like this movie is just so much going on. Like, yeah, it we're gonna have to come back to to this in another episode as well too because. I mean, we're almost an hour into this, and we are... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we are only 10 minutes into the movie, and we're already at 50 minutes right now. So. Okay, so... this <laughs> Okay, this is as a side point um, from this planet. The celebration that they're doing, they said it was every 42 years. Mm-hmm. So 42 years ago is when the first hours came out. Yep. Yeah. I caught that right away, okay. but... <laughs> I didn't lot, catch that until someone said that. Said that on YouTube. I was like, oh, okay. And so, blah, 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 they get stuck in the sand, they get stuck underground, and as they're sinking in the sand, Finn was like, Ray, I haven't, t- I, there's something I needed to tell you, because he thought he was going to die, and then he yeah. wasn't going to say it. And so, for the whole movie, we're kind of thinking, well, what was he going to say? What was he going to say? And Finn's character in this movie was, was interesting, because he's far more confident in what he is doing, because in the Force Awakens, he's he's on the run, mm-hmm. and the second movie, he starts out on the run, but then he kind of has a mission that fails, blah blah blah. But he wasn't really, he was still kind of conflicted, in my opinion. But in this one, he's very like confident, and he's yeah. part of the rebellion or the resistance. He has a mission. He's 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 out doing stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so I like that aspect of his character. That he's more matured in his role. 
but then there's this him talking about his feelings and making connections with things and I kind of understood like I thought what they were going with was the idea that any person can be influenced by the force yeah like if you just because like the whole ever since episode four the first movie may the force be with you mm-hmm. so there was this belief that everyone can submit to the force in some way yeah and so I thought what they were doing was this movie was showing that individual people can can connect with the force even though they might not be able to wield Use the, it but they can like they can connect to it they can commune with it in a sense mm-hmm. um, but if after the movie came out JJ Abrams said that Finn is force sensitive officially. Yeah. Well, and then like after we all heard that, that's what he said. Like originally, I thought he was the whole time trying to say that I love you. Yeah. Like I, I love you, because the one thing that JJ did was shut down that relationship with Rose. We didn't get that relationship. Yeah, they were just friends in this movie. Like we didn't get anything like that. Like he hugged. He was more in a relationship with Poe than he was with Rose. Like, he hugged Poe two more times. Ever, ever since episode seven, people were like, Poe and Finn are going to be gay together. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just felt like there's more of a relationship with those two than there was with him yeah. and Rose. Yeah. So, and I liked that. I was fine with it. So, like, my whole thing was I thought that that was going to be a relationship thing. That's what he was trying to say. I love you, but I can't say in front of Poe because yeah. I don't want Poe. It was like an Anakin, Han Solo kind of thing. Like. I mean Luke and Han Solo. Yes, why did I say Anakin? <laughs> yeah, Luke and Han Solo relationship kind of thing. But it ended up being that he was force sensitive, but he didn't want everyone to know, which I don't understand why he didn't want everyone to know. I think, I just think that he doesn't, it's a big burden to bear. Yeah, I guess he didn't want all that attention. Every, so much more pressure. Because he already had a lot of pressure on him. And so, like, it was just interesting because, like, there was that scene towards the end. Where they're gonna, you know, they're gonna shut down the the little um, emitter thing that would raise the ships out into orbit. Yeah, like they the the final order, as they call it, they turned it off and put it onto the head ship. Yeah, and, and Finn he was knew like, right away, it's that ship right there. And they're like, how do you know? I have a feeling. But even as I was viewing this for the first time, no idea it's that all that interaction yeah. went over my head. And then when JJ said that watching it with you for the same time i was like how did i miss that yeah. that was so obvious that he was force sensitive like every single conversation even with her with that girl i don't what's her name big hair girl Jana, the, the african yeah girl. Jana. Yeah. like every the other conversation when he was like i felt something and that's why i left the first order for the first time and then she's like we all felt something so that kind of threw me off but then also like now i'm like are they all force sensitive? Because that would be kind of whack of everyone in the galaxy. For, yeah. like, but it was very clear that he was force sensitive. And then looking back to the other, the first movie, it seemed like that was JJ's idea in the first place because Finn had the lightsaber more than Ray half the time. And like Finn was always like just like a nervous wreck, but it was probably because of all the force interaction with him as well. It just worked with Finn. I'm okay with Finn being force sensitive. I wish we would have got more. I, I think he's going to be like Maz Kanata because in episode seven, Maz Kanata is like, I am no Jedi, but I know the force. Yeah. And we know that Maz is force sensitive, um, but she never trained. And I think, mm-hmm. I think Finn is going to be 
I think we best if Finn was like that as well. Yeah. I don't. You I, don't want him. To... I don't want this. Any new stuff with this time time area of Finn and Poe and Ray. I don't need anything like that for a while. Yeah. But when they do, if they do a show or more movies with them, um, I'm I don't want him to have been trained or go through training to be a Jedi. It's gonna be very hard for I, that not to be a thing. I I think. He, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but I don't. I think whoever's gonna take it over is for sure gonna do that. If we get these characters again, I hope we go back to older EU stuff, like Knights of the Old Republic. Like, give us three movies on that. Like, they don't have to be tied into. They don't have to be called negative one, negative two, <laughs> and zero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like they right. just give us our own three movies over there. But I don't know. Dude, we're an hour in and we have yep. not broke this book. <laughs> okay, so so what else could we talk about that's more so well, we haven't talked about Leia. They did a really good do- job with yeah. her. Amazing job. You know, with her. you could tell that it was You can tell some cut, points. It was cutting like they're mm-hmm. adding a conversation that wasn't actually there. But correct. But the You way- can tell because like her her head was like it was one of those camera things where like you would see Ray's face, but the I mean, back there's, like there's that. But also just the flow of a conversation you could tell was not, it was all pasted together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think with what they were able to pull off, it was amazing. If you asked a random Star Wars fan that doesn't know anything really about Star Wars and watch that movie and at, tell them, hey, by the way, that girl was not in this movie. Yeah. They would have no idea. Yeah. And so I, I really like how they respected Leia's story. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't make her just a fake CGI thing. Yeah. And, you know, originally what they were planning for the movies was, you know, The Force Awakens was Han Solo's focus. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi was Luke's focus. And the last movie was supposed to be Leia's yes. focus. And they were able to do that to a certain extent. And I really like that. Yeah. I feel she, like Force her Awakens role, had a lot of Leia, though, in it, too, though. Well, that's a little bit. I mean, the but, flying thing is significant. Well, that, that was eight, but that was... That's what I mean. I meant eight, sorry. But even then, she wasn't... It wasn't really that big. She was in a coma most of the movie. True. But that was also because she was already passed away. They didn't finish full cutting that movie before no, she died. No, she died after the movie was fully filmed. I don't think so. I, I think it was, it was she, just before or after the movie came out. She died. I think my no. Just, it was it was bef- it was like months before. I think it was just like a few weeks before. Mm, I don't know. I know that it was all fully. It was all done, recorded. Okay. Filmed after when Possibly. she died. But anyway. Anyways, they did amazing though with her. Yeah. The only thing that was a little choppy was the young her. Well, it wasn't choppy. That was just, they just took her face from the old movies. Yeah. And, and I, you can kind of tell, but I also think it was because that lightsaber was blue and not green. Luke's looked amazing in that scene. Well, when it's in the dark and the lightsaber's on, it's going to look good. <laughs> yeah, but hers seemed a little more fake than Luke's. Luke's looked really good. I didn't notice the difference. Oh, I, I, I noticed it. The second, first time, not so much the second time I was looking for it because I heard people were complaining about the fake CGI of her. But Oh, whatever. Either way, it was just such a good job. Like, the way they did it was just really, really good. And I'm happy 
that they didn't replace her character with another actor. Actress, yeah. Because, well, they, I know they would never have done it anyway, but... Some people were calling for it, and I just didn't. Yeah, you don't... That would destroy the movie if they cast someone else. Yeah. So they, they would have never done that. They would have had her just completely missing and just said in the crawl, oh, she died. Yeah. Palpatine they killed her. Yeah, they would have rather done that than to put a, another yeah. actress in there. I would rather them done that than put another actress. So I think J.J. also did good for the fans for that, too, by yeah. keeping her in there. And it looked good. It just looked fine. Yeah. And I, I what I really liked, though, that they did was, you know, they, they hinted in 8 that that Leia knew how to use the force and something because she did the Mary Poppins thing to space. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but at that point we didn't know if she was ever trained. Yeah. We didn't know True. what, to what extent, or if she was just kind of winging it in that moment to try and save her life. But we find out that she was a she Jedi was master. Yeah. She was fully trained as a Jedi by Luke. And she was the one that was training Ray. Yep. And I just, I thought it was great. And that her lightsaber was so cool. Yeah. It had like a, Purplish pink to the to the hilt. The hilt. And it was super smooth and like it just looked so yeah, good. Yeah, I like I liked it. I liked it. I was like, damn, I want to see more of her lightsaber. Like I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I her story was interesting, which I think it was kind of weird because in episode eight, when Luke shows up on crate and talks to Leia, mm-hmm. she's like, I know my son is gone. Like I've accepted yeah. that. But in this movie, you know, on the when her final night of training, um, you know, Luke's narrating this, and she said she had a vision that her, the end of her Jedi journey, would be saving. Was it saving her son or when her son died? I, it was something like that, where her end of she I would don't know. she would die when. Something with Ben would when Ben was gonna die or when Ben, I think was died because she wasn't bad yet. Right. Was Ben bad already when she said this to Luke? Because she well, this this would have been before Kylo was born because she was super young. This was probably just a few years after Episode Six. But I'm saying like she would her Jedi, her ending as a Jedi was when she died in this movie. Yeah. So. So something with with it would come to the end when Kylo did something, and so I feel like that's kind of inconsistent with how she felt in eight that knowing her son is done when she knew that she had a vision that she would redeem her son or that her son would or something. I I gotta watch that again. Like like we said, we gotta watch this movie a hundred times yeah. to catch every little detail. Um, but yeah. how how she went out was great, and so when I first saw the movie. You know, I interpreted her death scene differently than Andrew interpreted it when you saw it, when he saw it the first time. Yeah, and even when I see it the second time, I still think we might not see it the same way. So when I saw it the first time and the second time, I interpreted her death as Ray's lightsaber when it when she punctured Kylo. She killed Leia because. Leia and Ben were having a force connection and just the way Ray and Kylo could interact between two different realms physically, that same connection between Leia and Ben was there. And when Ben was hit by the lightsaber, mm-hmm. um, 
Leia because right when Kylo is hit, her arm falls down. Leia's yeah. arm falls down. And so either either Ray killed Leia or it was that was the end of her journey when she was able to turn Kylo. So the moment she made that connection with Kylo and he turned when he was hit by the lightsaber, that's when so something I don't know. I feel I want to say that the lightsaber killed her because she was sacrificing her life to save Kylo. But then Maz did say a few minutes earlier, like a minute earlier, she knows what she has to do and it's going to take all of her energy. So it's almost like the force connection killed her kind of like, that's what I kind of like how Luke 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 died with using all of his energy. Um, But I don't know. That was my take. Like the first time I wasn't quite sure. And then I saw you're, you're saying that and I'm like, I'm, I could get behind that. And then watching it for the second time, I was seeing it more like um, she was trying to con- – she connected with him. And then she knew that he- – that, like, she realized that he got hurt. But then, like, she was te- connecting to him. But I don't think she took that hit. Okay. But that's just – Yeah, that's uh, just your interpretation. Like, yeah. W- and we might not – uh, maybe sometime down the line, someone JJ might, will JJ say, something, say something or, or, or whatever, but – I just didn't really get that feel. But then when Kylo does end up dying, spoilers. Um, I like how we say spoilers after we spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. But um, uh, she, because he ended up becoming good, she was willing to let go. Yeah. And that's when her her spirit her body disappeared. Became, Their body disappeared at the same time. Yeah. Which was interesting. So was she still alive underneath that tarp? <laughs> I don't think she was necessarily alive, but she also wasn't she wasn't fully submitted to the force. She didn't let go yet. So yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. The the way they did it with this. Like, it left us with a lot of weird questions like that. Like, I don't know. And it maybe it's because we just need to watch it more. But, yeah. Which I definitely think, if you watched it once and you enjoyed it, or you watched it once and you have mixed opinions, you need to see it again. Because yeah. it's not, you can't dissect it at all with the first viewing. Because there's just so much going on. Yeah. Like, we're an hour and five minutes into this podcast, and we technically we're jumping around like crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. But and so now we we'll just transition to another like theme or idea of the movie. Um, I really liked the the intensity of of force use in this movie. Yeah. Because in previous movies and whatever. Like in the first six movies, there's a they were limited in technology and computer animation to do mm-hmm. intense force things. And you know, in Clone Wars and Rebels, they're able to because computer all computer computer animated, mm-hmm. they could go crazy force use, force jumps, and all these crazy things. But this one is the first like live action film where I really feel the force was intense. Yeah, like when when Kylo and Rey were. Uh, battling on the wreckage of the Death Star, and they made those jumps. Mm-hmm. Like those jumps were the biggest, like in film jumps we've seen. Yeah, and we definitely were not worried about who had the high ground. That's for sure. Oh gosh, you and your high <laughs> ground. And like, 
don't know. I I really liked just like even when Ray was running through the the training course. Yeah, that was, that was sweet. Her, like, that was a jumping jump jumping up the, jumping over the the gorge, but also like jumping up into the trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they were just dueling, like they each stopped the lightsaber with the force because mm-hmm. they were about to get hit by it. And I'm like, why? Well, that's one of the things I've always wondered. Like, why aren't they using the force during a lightsaber battle? But they did. And like, it wasn't as smooth as you wanted. If you listened to our last pa- podcast, like the fighting, the lightsaber battles weren't like the ones that you wanted, but they were still better than any ones we've got so far. Yeah, I'm saying like, but like, I'm saying in the older movies, like when Anakin was fighting Obi Wan on Mustafar. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. force push him into the lava. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Both. Why, yeah, they like, could have done that. Why didn't they do that? But like this one, they actually were using the force during their duel, and that's I like that they were, they were using the force. Like we'd never yeah. really fully seen that before. No, it was good. I like. I mean, we kind of we kind of saw the force stuff though with Yoda and Palpatine. Yeah. And their battle was a little forced. Cause, yeah, because he mean, was throwing those. He was like stuff. whipping stuff, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. But all in all, this movie was a lot better than I predicted it was going to be. I was so worried going into this movie. I don't know about you, but I was pretty worried. I got worried when I started realizing there was like a thousand TV spots. <laughs> that exactly my point. Like I was worried because there's so many, and then I was also worried because I. I saw it opening night, but of course, like reviews came out the night before, and I saw like a fifty-five or something on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, "Come on!" And everyone was like, "Oh, I told you, Andrew, this is gonna suck." And I was like, <laughs> uh, "And it didn't." Yeah. I I liked it. I really did like this movie. Like, even seeing it the second time, like I really did enjoy this movie. I want to watch it more. Um, this is definitely not my last time viewing it. I'll probably see it another time this week. I don't know about you, Jeremiah, but I know I'm I'm supposed to see it another time with like a coworker soon. Sweet, but but and so we've only talked like twenty five percent of this movie. So maybe we should do some quick things. Um, they totally got me when they made it sound like Chewbacca died. They got me right Dude, at that. They didn't get me at all, but right, right in the, I'm glad they got you. you know, like, in the, in the moment I thought he died. Yeah. But then I, like 30 seconds later, I'm like, there had to have been a second, there was a second transport. There had to have been, and they don't, unless you see a dead body, you can't assume that they're dead. No, it's Star Wars. So like I knew after like 30 seconds, I was like, okay, Chewbacca is still alive somewhere. But in the moment, in the moment they got you, but one, moment, I was I was shocked by the force lightning coming out, mixed with the Chewbacca dying potentially. I was yeah. I was just like couldn't think properly. And force lightning is a Sith weapon. It, it's a it's a dark force ability. Yeah. And so she was angry in she that was moment. So angry in that moment that she let go. But that whole thing though with the both Kylo and Ray trying to pull oh, the transport. That was so cool. That was just an intense. That was a pretty intense scene. moment, and and that's like. At this point, you have to let go that Ray is that powerful. She's that powerful. Just get over it. She is. Yeah. She's that powerful. So it was like really good moment, and it definitely got people. It didn't get me because I'm like, dude, if they kill off Chewie, I'm walking out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna walk out. If they kill Chewie off, 
they blow up the Millennium Falcon, I'm out. Like those are my rules that I wrote. So no, like, they did that Millennium Falcon was on fire. It was pretty <laughs> on fire, but it's always on fire. When is it not on fire? Well, like, okay, here's another quick thing we could talk about. The light speed skipping that they were doing at the beginning. So that was pretty cool. I like that. Some people hated that. Why? Because I thought it was just corny. But I I liked it. Because they weren't setting the, the proper like Han Solo in episode four is like if you don't set it properly you could sh- yeah, fly yeah. into a supernova or something like no but they were doing this quick and it was so cool that i liked that that was really cool that the tie fighters had the tracking technology in each of their ships so they could just track they just stayed with them yeah i thought that was cool and that was how you you outrun them is you gotta i mean you're not supposed to use it ray got really mad at Paul. yeah well because it's dangerous because half the time when he ended up somewhere they were feet away from walls and yeah trees and but it was really cool. I loved. I liked it because it showed us so much planets in such a short span. Yeah, and I, I this thing is cool because that technology was a first order technology, mm-hmm. and now that the fourth order is gone, like we're not gonna see it anymore. So they're not gonna be able to abuse that in the future if they do like in a timeline, like going in the future. Like not everyone's gonna be able to use that technology. Yeah, and so they can still do the escape, the light speed thing. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I was I was glad that Poe figured out that method to get out of there, you know, force yeah. or light speed jump is what what is it called? Light speed skipping. Skipping, yeah. It was it was sweet. I liked it. There's there's a lot of little things like yeah, that in this. We could movie talk about uh C three PO. I I was hoping that he was gonna just completely die. Wow. I think it would have been a, a good end. Because he cause he was no, it's not that I hate C-3PO, I have no problem with him. It's, I just think it would have been a sacrifice that he was going to make. He made a sacrifice without... Yeah, but he got completely restored of course he the did. next day. They can't. And so I... JJ I already killed off Han Solo. He can't, he's not allowed to kill off any more characters. I don't know. But They're allowed to kill off themselves. I was hoping that he was going to sacrifice himself for the mission and that he wasn't going to wake up. That's what I was hoping. And I, I think... I was not hoping. I think... As a, a Skywalker into Skywalker saga, it would have been a good story because he started in episode one with Anakin, and mm-hmm. now he's going to die here. So I would have preferred that. It's not it's not, not a big deal, but I was expecting him to completely die because that's how, one, that's how the trailers made it sound. Yeah, the trailers made it seem like this is the last time. Well, it was the last time for a little bit until he got uploaded again. Yeah. but Babu Frick was cool. I liked him. He honestly sounds like my wife's grandma. Yeah, yeah, the way he talked, <laughs> like it literally sounds like I was like standing next to him, sitting next to my brother. I'm like, dude, that sounds like grandma. He's like, dude, it does. It was so funny. <laughs> I love that part. It was pretty funny. There's a lot of like just little fun things in this movie. Okay, so then we should probably just end in with like, like the whole defeat of Palpatine. Yeah, we should end it there. I like I said before, this is not our last time getting coming back to this movie. We'll probably do like one more big overall review of this movie. I feel like we have to at this point. Like I don't know, we talked. I don't know. We could do like thirty of these and keep talking. But, exactly. But, Why not? I don't know. But I don't know. I I really like like the that whole scene of like they're at the throne. And it had like the, the crowd of the Sith like watching and chanting. It was really cool. And also, really weird that they didn't enjoy like come in the fight. So, uh, were they actually real? Real, or was it kind of like more of like a 
a vision type thing. Or like ghosts. Like because if th- it was implying that those were all the previous Sith. Yeah. But all the previous Sith are actually dead. Yeah, I guess we don't know. It was re- it was really cool. I really loved when he sucked the energy out of both of them. Because yeah, because the plan was okay. Ray is my plan. I'm gonna die so that the Sith I can live through her and mm-hmm. that she will rule. But then when he found out that he could take their their life force mm-hmm. and heal himself, he's like, "Nope, I'm back in the game, boys. I got this." It was cool. He sucked in their, his broken finger. Yeah, regrew and like he looked so good when he healed himself and he he looked like old school episode three. Yeah, and he he had the his cloak was like red and black, and he was a his Sith eyes came back. Oh, it was, I was like, sick. Palpatine's back. It was a really cool scene. I I love that scene. And they're just like dead. They're both just laying there. And I, and like, but I'm also wondering, like his his like, I don't know the philosophy of the Sith, like how it's transferred. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand why. Because if if she killed him in anger, that automatically mean that she became a Sith. Like I didn't understand that. Because I think because with within anger, you become Sith. Like Anakin was slowly becoming a Sith, and like the original reason was because he killed that whole village, right? Well, technically, it was it was fear, because like in Episode One, you always like I sense much fear in you. Yeah, but that and was also fear leads to this. This leads to that. that yeah, leads to this. that's true. But it, it's I don't know, like, because the we gotta understand that the Sith and the dark side of the Force are not synonymous. Yeah, they're not the same thing. The Sith is a philosophy mm-hmm. uh, in how you use the dark the side dark side in relation to the Jedi. They're yeah. the opposite of the Jedi. But just because you use the dark side doesn't mean you're a Sith or believe in that Sith philosophy. So I don't understand why if Ray struck him down in anger, it would have, she would have received his power and become a Sith. And even when she agreed, she was about to agree to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. At that point, she wasn't doing it out of her selfish anger. She was doing it to save her friends. Yep. And so like, I didn't, I didn't really get that. Um, unless it's, unless it's more like, it's because Palpatine said so. I guess. I don't. I don't know if we need more definition than that. Like. I guess. Whatever. I don't know. That's my take. But yeah, then so. I really liked when we kind of mentioned earlier when Ray dropped the lightsaber and Kylo grabbed it. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. It yeah, was so it was cool. Super cool. And he was finally, he finally had uh, Anakin's lightsaber. Yep. He, this is the, I think this is the first time he's been able to hold it. Mm-hmm. And I like that she gave him that one and yeah. not Leia's and yeah. she wanted to keep her masters. Yeah. And so him taking out the, the nice run was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was that scene where he blocks behind the back and then takes a quick breath. Like, at that moment, he it was like the weight of the dark side was off his shoulders, yep. and he could breathe as Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. And 
And well, speaking of Ben Solo, we talked about Han a little bit showing up. That that like that was a weird because he was just a memory. Yeah. Like somehow Leia was able to. I think Leia somehow. I think Leia like in, put him into that situation. Yeah, and it was just a a good scene where you could see Ben came out and that he was more of a child again rather than an adult. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed it, but when Ben was like dad and Han was like, I know, do you, did you get that? Mm-hmm. Like he used to say, dad, I love you. And then Han was like, I know you don't have to, you don't have to say it. Like I thought that, that was, was a, uh, a soul. That was a Han Solo moment right there. Yeah, that was, that was good. I like that. So anyway, Ben's, Takes out the Knights of Ren. And then Ray, she's using Leia's saber to take off the whatever the guards were there with blaster. They had blasters, whatever. She was blocking those. Yeah. And she was just going crazy. Nice and smooth. Like, it was sweet. It was she, the best fighting we've seen from her, I think. Yeah. And then... Um, so that then that's when they... Uh, Ray and Kylo, or Ray and Ben at this point, are teaming up to take down uh, Palpatine, but Palpatine takes their life. The, t- the two together, your connection is more powerful. The power of the two will restore the one. Mm-hmm. Takes their power. He restores his health. Then he pushes Kylo down a hole. like Just like it happened to me, I'm going to push you down the hole. Mm-hmm. And so Which he acknowledged that at one point Vader brought balance to the Force. I like that. Yeah, because in this, so was, I think it was just really cool that you know, uh, Palpatine was like, "I have the history of the power of all of the Sith before me in me. Mm-hmm. What can you do?" And Ray is on the ground, and she's like, "Be with me, be with me, be with me." And then she gets all these voices from all of these previous Jedi, mm-hmm. and one of them is Anakin. Now we were all hoping Anakin was going to show up in this movie. I he wanted didn't. Anakin to show up, and I was really hoping that Anakin was going to be the one that caught the lightsaber when she threw the lightsaber into the fire, rather than Luke. But whatever. I, I was for, happy that was Luke. Though. For the story of the of the sequel trilogy, it had to have been Luke. This yep. would be a full circle. But I was really been really cool if Hayden Christensen came out with that. Treat my res- treat my lightsaber with respect. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been cool. But I do like that it fixed. Yeah. The last movie. And then, so Anakin, one of the lines, I think Anakin had two lines. I can't remember what the second one was, but one of the things he said was, bring bring balance to the Force like I once did. Yeah. And so, it's interesting that, because a lot of people think when the, the prophecy of the Chosen One was to bring balance forever. No, it and, just, yeah, it just pe- means that at that, point, at that point in time. Yeah. And so at that point, I don't think there'll ever be balance in the forest ever. Yeah, and there's always going to be a rise mm-hmm. and fall of every both sides. And so, so we hear Anakin. We hear Luke at the, was the last one to speak. We hear Yoda. We hear um, Obi Wan. I think we hold, heard Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan, and yeah, we um, heard both. I think and uh, uh, Alex Guinness, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of weird that. He has two different voices when he's in the afterlife. <laughs> but whatever. We hear um, Mace Windu. And we hear Ahsoka. I'm happy about Ahsoka that. Ahsoka Tano. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, crap. Ahsoka's dead at this point. Yeah, you thought she was dead. But. But it was announced that 
she's still alive officially yes. after episode nine. So, which is interesting that she was still able to commune with Ray in, in that moment, even though she's not dead. I liked it. Also, why did they have to tell us that? Because people were freaking out online that they thought Ahsoka was dead. Which means we're going to get something with Ahsoka. We will. We have to. We have to. She's my favorite character of all time. And she's so, not my favorite, but I love her. Yeah, she's great. <clears throat> and we could do a whole podcast on my 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 uh, theology of Ahsoka. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, and so then we heard Liam Neeson as mm-hmm. Qui-Gon Jinn. And people mentioned other ones that were in there, but I, I couldn't. There's listen. like there's like people that talk that like never really talked before. There's like the that, that, that Ki Ki Mundi, the guy on the Jedi Council. The yeah. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? That guy, like he was apparently he was in there too. But yeah, it was weird. Like they they definitely added people that didn't need to be there. But it was fine. It was cool. Yeah. I really liked that scene. And then she got her power. Yeah, and so. And so Puppin's like, I have all the power of the Sith in me. And she's like, I have all the power of the Jedi. She takes yeah. both lightsabers to block his force lightning. Yep. And she's able to reflect that power back and it melts away his face and yeah. he dies. Now, did, did you ever see um, X-Men Apocalypse? Mm-hmm, yeah. That reminded me exactly of that like moment. It was the same thing. Same thing, but it was it was great. It's funny that you brought that up. That's so funny. Because that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I'm like, oh, I feel like I've seen this scene a little bit. But it was really cool, and I I'm okay with that death of Palpatine for the final death. Yeah, and and the thing is, she didn't kill him. That's why the Sith didn't transfer to her. It the he he killed himself essentially because yeah. it was his lightning and, and power. And like how he got his scars the first time was from his own lightning. Yeah, and so like I think it was just kind of ironic that that's how he actually died was from yeah. his own lightning. <laughs> At the end of the day. He uses unlimited power to kill yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just like that we he didn't fall. If he would have fell down something, that boy would have came back again. <laughs> That's how they always do it. So I was happy with that. And I was really happy that Han Solo was in this movie. I was surprised. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I thought the chances of us getting Han Solo was way less than the chances of us getting... Like, I thought the chance of us getting... Um, Anakin. Anakin was way higher. Yeah, and so. Han Solo is like, or not Han Solo. Um, uh, Harrison Ford. You know, he was like, I'm happy they killed me off in Episode Seven. I wanted to be dead this whole time. Like, yeah. I'm done with Star Wars. And then he came back and filmed that scene. They probably gave they him another like ten million. So much money. I don't even want to know. I think I think he got paid twenty five million dollars for Episode Seven. Dang. He was the highest paid person in that whole movie. Doesn't surprise me. And he was, he was probably this, the highest paid person in this movie too. <laughs> he, was, he was in this movie for like two minutes tops, and he probably got paid five million dollars. Yeah, or something. something like that. And that Disney spot with that new Disney movie that's coming out that looks horrible. Huh? That dog movie, Into the Wild. Oh, that trailer for, oh that was a stupid we're not even going to talk about that we only talked about it because we watched it before we watched this movie it was like <laughs> one of the movie the trailers from the new movies coming up it looked so dumb yeah but uh so when Palpatine died the whole temple area collapsed and mm-hmm. and it was interesting because that the electrical storm on the outside disappeared the sun mm-hmm. came out, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna see how 
influential the dark side is to anywhere it goes. It yeah. It kind of like in the prequels, you know, the, the dark side it clouds everything. Yeah. And this was it was so concentrated of evil here that it changed the weather to like storms and nastiness. Yeah. And so it was just cool that once he died, the sun came out and everything collapsed and was good to go. Real quick, were you happy with the were you okay with the um those people riding the horses on top of the wreckage or on top of the Star Destroyer instead of like a speeder or whatever? I liked it. I was okay with that. I there's a lot of like haters out there that think it's stupid. But I I think it's fine. Well it's because they did say why they did that because Yeah. Because it's not trackable. Yeah, they were going to like jam the thing so they couldn't use the Jam speeders. their speeders. Uh, well, they're not on speeders. They're organic or whatever. And I, I thought it was cool. So they, they knew that the Final Order had the ability to stop their speeders. Because they were all once part of the First Order. Or or, or that too. Or this new. Yeah. And so they knew they had to use an organic form. And I really like those horses in general. Oh, I think it was really cool. They had like a, the warthog face, kind of with the, yeah. the, the horns, teeth things, yep. mm-hmm. and the, the hair. Like, I thought it was cool. Like, they looked very horsey, it's but almost, I was okay with it. It's that. almost like if you could get, take any creature from the Star Wars universe and bring it into this world, I'd probably want one of those. That'd be so cool. I don't know. I'm sitting next to a Tauntaun right now, and I want a Tauntaun. <laughs> but yeah. But, I don't know. I really, I don't know. More and more I watch this movie, I'm going to like it more. And, mm-hmm. you know. How, so I the, think it, it's a, it, this movie, out of the, the first two of this series, I think this one fits into Star Wars a lot. A lot more. And maybe it's just because Palpatine's in it. Yeah, I don't there's know. that. And I, but some people have said, and I would maybe tend to agree, that Episode Nine is a better conclusion to the sequel trilogy than it is to the whole saga. Of the nine movies. I could get behind that. Which I, I, I can agree with that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's still good. And so, you know, it, the movie ends. You know, Ray goes to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Goes to the homestead where Luke was raised. Where Which I love this scene. I where, love this whole thing. Where Anakin, you know, visited there when he was looking for his mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It it was just I didn't I didn't expect that they were gonna go there. I, we didn't know exactly how the last scene would be, but you know she goes there, and she she buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers under the ground, mm-hmm. and she pulls out her own lightsaber. But before that, the person asks who, you, like no one's been here for a while. Who are you? No, that that's the that's the very end. Because she buries it, and then she gets surprised. And then... Well, she buries them, they ask. Then at the end, she pulls out her lightsaber, doesn't she? No, because she says, I'm Rey Skywalker. Yeah. And then it goes to looking at the binary sunset. Why did she pull out her lightsaber? Fan service. Uh, That's fair. Her lightsaber is cool. Yeah. It's it's like part of her staff. Is it yellow or is it orange? Yellow. Yellow? Okay. So she took part of her staff and took parts of it to to create that. And it's like a cool switch. Like a, so does she twist it with her thumb or does she use the force to turn it? No, she like flipped it okay. with her thumb. It looked like it was like sealed off and then if you go sideways then like the seal okay. opens it up. Yeah. And so I like that she has a unique color because I'm sick of blue and green. <laughs> no. Yeah, as someone who recently purchased a lightsaber, 
I like that there's something coming out with a new color because this is blue, green, and red. Yeah. It's like the primary colors. And all the colors that are different are the ones that get bought out first. Yeah. So I think it's cool. And it, and it, like, it brings it so that she is neither side. Like yellow is a very neutral color and it's in between blue and it's kind of in between blue and red. So it's like not white, but it's kind of more neutral. Yeah. So how and it matches her eyes and her outfit more. So I don't really think about that. <laughs> but so how do you feel about her taking the Skywalker name? I'm at first I was like indifferent. But then the more and more I think about it, I like it because it, it like they gave her that permission. There's that, um, but I think it's it's a little inconsistent with what what Leia said earlier in the movie. She said, "Ray, you need to be you have to accept who you are or be happy with who you are." Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been better if she just said, "I'm Ray Palpatine," to accept that's who she is. Because her changing her last name doesn't change the fact that she's Ray Palpatine. No. And so... It, I, she changed her last name because it's the rise of Aunt, of Skywalker. That's the title of the movie. So the rise of Skywalker, do you really her. interpret that as Ray, not Kylo? No. Because his last name is Solo. Or, yeah. That's... Yeah, and Pel- Ray isn't... But is she changed, they gave her that name so that she can take on that... So she can leave the Palpatine name behind. But the Skywalker, There's no more Palpatine. Yeah, but Skywalker is a bloodline, though. Yeah, but... I don't know. I I just have to accept that. That this, this is, is what it is. Yeah. But I I just think it didn't fit because Leia earlier was like... No, I, I understand what you're saying like that. But I do... I mean, the last person she kissed was a Skywalker bloodline. Yeah. Which, which I hate. With the passion. That's my only complaint about this entire movie. My The one thing that I wish they would change was that stupid kiss. The I, kiss of death. She sucked the life out of him. Nah, <laughs> he, he gave his life force to her to save yeah, her life. But they didn't need a kiss. He he smiled and then he died. This is so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like the kiss. I think it was forced. And like I've told you before. I've told mostly everyone that talks to me about this movie. When when they kiss, I was like in a theater with all these little high school girls and they freaked out and started screaming. And then when he died, I stood up and I was screaming. I was so happy. And then all those girls started throwing popcorn at me. <laughs> and it was really a funny situation. But I was just so happy that he died because I was just so mad. Mostly mad at those girls for cheering on that stupid kiss. <laughs> but... I, that's my only complaint is I just didn't think that kiss was necessary at all. And I didn't feel that relationship between them really at all. Yeah. And maybe it's because I've been so blinded and I don't want to acknowledge episode eight. <laughs> and maybe if I look at episode eight, I'll see that relationship more. I just don't like it. Yeah. But that's my only big complaint. But yeah, and then it ends with the binary sunset. Mm, perfect ending to a perfect movie. I don't know if that's a perfect movie, but it was for New Hope, so. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I more I think about it, the more I, I'll watch it, the more I like it. Um, and. I mean, I think we like it because we're, we've talked about this movie. This is a long podcast and we didn't really tear it down really that much. 
yeah, there was we could still talk another couple hours on it. Mm-hmm. But you think this is a good ending point for this episode at least? Yep. So this is our first reaction to episode nine. I sh- I'm sure there'll be more. If anything, we'll just go over maybe character by character or something. We'll have little smaller episodes, maybe something like that. We'll figure it out. But that's mine and Jeremiah's first reaction to episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, um, I stay tuned for more things from this channel and future channels from us. Um regarding star wars and more stuff to come so just stay tuned um subscribe if this is the first time listening um go back and listen to every we did all the episodes of the mandalorian podcast and all that stuff so you can go find that make sure you subscribe don't undescribe because we're staying we're, we're staying strong over here so make sure you just go subscribe and all that fun stuff so all right i'm andrew i'm jeremiah and may the force be with you always <laughs> Thank you.